Uh, Jesus didn't have a problem with people that's in the streets. He had a problem with religious people. How can I help anybody when I'm not even when I was not even able to help my own son? I would never do that. I would never do that. And I became that in a matter of minutes when they took my pain pills away. And I said, I'm not where I want to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. Ugh. This is Faith in Your Recovery. I am Randy Davis. Welcome to the battle. Thanks again for joining with us here at Faith in Your Recovery. It's going to be a special day. A couple of new things going on. Number one, this is going to be our first video effort. We're going to see how that plays out. We know we'll need some tweaks, but you've got to start somewhere. And we're going to start today with our recovery rock star, Tyler Miller. Welcome, Tyler. Hey, Randy. What's going on? How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Good. You've been with us before about what? About a year ago. About a year yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. And you told us your story. This is our first follow-up story. We'll do more in the future, but once again, got to start somewhere, and I think it's a good place to do it. Tyler, why were you so anxious to do it again? Why were you so willing to come and share with us and tell us what else is going on? I mean, uh, as being a recovered addict, I mean, that's, that's part of it's telling your story and then, you know, just keep living the life and, you know, getting out there and and being proud of it, you know, that's part of it. And letting other people see that you're proud, it is, it's just confidence and that they could be that too, you know, and, and that's just being an example, that's a big deal, you well, know. The rest of the world seniors are dangling out for such a long time. You yeah. want to prove to them there's something else within you as well. I mean, I really prove I prove that to myself every day. But really now it's just it's just about letting other people that are struggling, you know, let them see, hey, this is what you can do. You can do this. You That's know? what we want. That's why we're doing this <laughs> right. program, okay? Right. And just so you know, folks, something else I'll go ahead and throw in there. I think I've mentioned it one other time. But here at A Better Life, Brianna's Hope as a part of this effort with our Faith in Your Recovery podcast, we are in the process of doing a book. Yeah, that's right. The name of that book's going to be Recovery Conversations. It'll be a transcription of some of our best, most popular podcasts. We hope to have book number one completed by 9 11 23 why 9-11? Well, historically speaking, it's another way of saying we do recover. Uh, we had some pain to recover from there. We suffered some great losses as a nation. Secondarily, but important <laughs> to me, if I'm allowed to say that, it's my birthday as well. So that'd be a good birthday present. We want to break with that book. It'll have eight or nine chapters. We will keep you posted on how to get that. And I know that Tyler's going to be a part of that book. And so uh, we're going to go ahead with his story. Tyler, let's go back before recovery. Tell the folks who didn't hear your first podcast, and you can go back in our archives, our episodes, and you can get all the details. But go ahead and fill them in for a few moments here what life was like before recovery. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, got, I was strung out real bad on meth. Uh, it went down here real fast. You know, I started as a weekend warrior, you know, and I thought I could control it. Everybody was telling me that I couldn't. 
you know, but you know, I knew better. Right. And, sure. and, uh, um, yeah, it went down real downhill real fast. You know, I got sober for about a month and then I relapsed, you know, and that just, I mean, that makes you feel worse. You know, when you knew you, you had it and then boom, you're right back into it. At what age was that title when you started using meth? Um, there bounds. Let me think. Give us two years sober, so I've been 30, 32, 31, 32. So it wasn't that long ago, you know. And uh, What age were you when you started using? um, The first time I used, I was like 20. Okay. Yeah. So you were talking 10 or 12 years of usage, yeah? Well, no, 10 or 12 years, I dabbled back then. And it was just like a fun time, you know, whatever. Occasional. Occasional. And then... And then I had some trauma, and that that you know that attached with the meth, and and uh, you know that it, it took hold. And that's where that downhill slide yeah. started that you mentioned yeah. a moment ago. Yeah, I was I was uh, I, I was probably sober nothing for about ten years. Like I didn't do anything, and it just took a trauma. It just took something serious in my life to happen. And I couldn't cope with it. Would you, you know? go ahead and label that for the folks who don't know? Um, I went through I went through a divorce. Um, my family, my biological family, came back into my life, um, and then I went through a heartbreak after the divorce, and that just all that together, it just wasn't a good deal. That puts you over the oh, edge. Man, that was not a good deal. All at one time. Yeah. You know, so that that was just. Yeah, it wasn't good. It it ripped my mind apart, you know, and I turned to the wrong thing. Tell the folks the losses you suffered during that time. Obviously, you've already mentioned the relationship. Yeah. But I'm going to guess there were a lot of other relationships that broke during that time. Yeah, there was a lot of things that was, that was going on, you know. Of course, my relationship with my kids wasn't as good. How many kids? I have four. I have four boys. Four boys. Yeah. What are their ages today? Uh, today, uh, 15, 14, uh, 12, and 10. Got to do the math, right? Yeah. No, I don't blame you, but if I had four, I would as well. I can hardly remember my own age. Right. So, you know, and at their ages then, you know, it, it was a little difficult, you know. I was, I was married for 13 years, you know, and then all of a sudden mom and dad aren't together. You know, and then I was with another girl. Okay, so now we're dealing with that. And and then all of a sudden, Dad starts getting strung out. So they're dealing with that. So that that, fra- that fractured that. I mean, it was it wasn't good, you know. And I try. I just kept. I just stayed away from a lot of people that were were trying to help. I just wouldn't listen to them, you know. I remember years ago, a group by the name of Pink Floyd mm. had a, a song, Just Another Brick in the Wall, and you just kept putting the bricks in the walls, what I'm hearing, making yeah. it thicker and thicker to get through to your your friends and family. Yeah. Yeah, and then you put the drugs on top of that, and finally the wall toppled. Yeah, it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was. Uh... So you've been clean how long now? Uh, it's two years and I don't have the exact amount, but it's, uh, two, two years. plus, two plus. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's a good deal. Congratulations. Thank you. Number one, <laughs> proud of you. And you should be proud of that and proud of yourself. I am, man. It's a big deal. You know, tell the world, 
tell folks out there who need some help and some hope and some promise there's something better. Tell them how the better has played out. Tell them how life is different now. What's it like when you wake up of a morning instead of thinking, how am I going to get that next hit? How am I going to get to that next, you know, drug or whatever? What's it like now? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I wake up every morning and I, you know, well, I work night shift. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I get up, I can do whatever I want, you know, and I'm not thinking about that stuff. You know, I'm getting ready for work. I'm watching TV. You know, I've got my girlfriend. You know, um, I'm in my. I'm going to a practice for my one of my kids' sports, or going to one of their games, or like I was at my uh, eighth graders' high school registration last night. You know, um, me and my my ex-wife are good now. So you get to be a dad. I get now. to be a dad now, and you know, I'm confident walking into places like before. You wouldn't be confident walking in now. These places, I walk in there, and I'm like. Like, almost like nothing ever happened. You own it. Yeah. And it's like nothing ever happened. You know, it's it's my past now. Like, I'm, I can just walk into these places and talk to anybody I want to, and I don't have a problem anymore. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's great. I've, I've been at the same job for two years, and, you know, I'm doing well there. They trust me. And a lot of good things going on there. And, like I said, it's just like nothing ever happened. It's just like it's gone. You know, so how is it in your head? Is it gone in your head? What are the temptations? What are possible triggers that at least take you to a to a spot to where you're you're not as good as you were? It may not take you to the drug trigger you that far, but is there anything in your life that makes you go, "Oh man, just just one time, if only I wish." Mm, not really. That's awesome. I'd. Like, I decided I put it down. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore because I saw the damage that it was doing and where it was leading, and I don't need that stuff anymore. I don't care how bad it gets for me. I'm not going there. How did you get over it? How did you get out of that darkness? How did you get to recovery? Uh, Obviously, your attitude was a big part of it, Uh, but, yeah. I mean, you know, I started going to the Brianna's Hopes meeting in Union City, and I've I've gone to, I think I've missed five five meetings in two years. That's pretty good batting average. And, you know, I was, every Sunday night, that's the only one I could go to because I work work nights. And, you know, so every every Sunday night I'm going there, and I'm, I just listen to what, what's going on there. And I started talking, and I started listening to them. You got involved. I got in involved listening. in it. And, and, like, that's part of it. You got to be – you have to be proactive in your sobriety. You can't just be sober. White knuckling, a lot of people do that. And that's where you, you're just clean and you're not really doing anything else to help heal. You know, you're just sober. And you have to freaking be proactive in this stuff. I like that term, proactive in your sobriety. Yeah, you have but to But it's be. still yours. Yeah. And you've got to make it happen. You're yeah, nobody else is going to do it for you. You're you know? the one has got to put in the work and right. the effort. you yeah. got to want it. you got to want it. Yeah. Not only are you going to the A Better Life Brianna's Hope meetings, you're actually leading them now. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, that was, that's, that's a new thing, actually. That's, that is Tell pretty... everybody about that. Let them know what it's like to have been at the bottom, and because you're leading meeting, doesn't put you at the top, but it sure has moved you forward. Right. Uh, you know, 
you just go from you're you're sitting at the table and you're listening to everybody now and stuff like that. Which that's you're still doing that, you know. You, and really, you're just up there. Um, for me personally, I'm just the example, you know. Uh, just be the example, you know. You, you that's that's how what a leader is, you know. Be the, the example. Be the example, man. And and listen to other people. Throw your opinion out there. You know, if they're gonna take it or not, you know. Just just show strength. And stuff like that, but you gotta listen to them talk, and you know, and what they're going through, and and have sympathy and empathy, you know, because you you know you, you've been there. What's and, the advice that you give to those in your group? What if somebody came up to you and said, Tyler, how do I get to recovery like you are? Would you map them out a journey they could take? Do you advise them on their journey and their choices? Of course, every story is different. Nobody got into it the same way. You're not going to get out of the same journey. So what kind of advice do you give? I mean, you know, first off, you got to want it. And, you know, we do the the people, places, and things. You know, you have you got to be serious about it. You can't be going around certain things. You can't be doing certain things, you know, because they could put you right back in. you got to be careful, you know. Uh, especially early in recovery, but then you know, getting a job's a big thing because that keeps you your mind occupied and stuff like that, and keeps you you can and you motivated and kind of use your little victories. I got the job, okay. Be on time to your job, stuff like that, and those little victories right there build self esteem, build confidence, and now your your mind's occupied. Hey, guess what? I'm getting a little stronger. I'm moving a little bit better. You know, come to the meetings, do that kind of stuff. And I let you get your voice because then you can talk. Where before, you didn't want to talk about anything. So now your self-esteem and your confidence are going up and you keep getting better, you keep getting better. And guess what? Sooner or later, that little voice in your head says, hey, go use that drug. It ain't there no more. You know? You find that voice and gets you gotta, out of there. It might, it might be there every once in a while. Oh, but sure. you got enough. You got enough to say that. Well, you got enough tools in your box yeah. to shut it off at that point. Yeah, I ain't yes. worried about that guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. that guy's not me here yeah. anymore. Right. <laughs> and you know, that's just what it is, you know. And you just keep them, you know, and you always try to lift them up. They did something good that week. You just tell them, hey, man, you're that's doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. We you're doing all awesome. want that. Whether we've got an addiction issue or not, yeah. we want to be confirmed and we want to be affirmed. Right. Uh, so what would you tell to parents who have a, a child 20 years old, heavy into drugs of some type? What would you tell the parents? And, you know, that's that's tough because you love the child and you want to see the best for them. And it's, and it's hard because you, you don't want to see them in that. But you got to realize that until they want it, there's nothing you can do. But you always keep hope, and you're always there for when they want the right kind of help. You're there with <laughs> what is the right kind of help? What do you mean When they by really that? want to get sober, when they want to make a change. And you want to make sure that you're not enabling. Enabling, that that's a big a deal, yeah. Fine line. And knowing the difference between the two is hard. I mean, because... So does that mean it's okay to let your son or daughter sleep on the street that night because you're scared of what's going to happen with the money you give them? It's That's a hard choice to make because, you know, in a way they're making a choice. It's their life, you know, and it, 
that that's the hard choice to make. You know, some people can and some of you people can't make. Some of good tough love. Now nah, you're not doing. You're not going to be here. None of this stuff. And then some people can't. It just depends on the situation and who you are. And you know, We're back how, to that individual uh, story. Yeah, everybody's different. You know how how things affect them. So it's just and relationally, yeah, everything's different. Relationally, it's just that's a tough thing to say. You know. I mean, I've, I deal with it too. I got a mother in jail right now. My brother's in jail right now. Mom's in there for uh, probation violation. You know, she keeps doing it. This has been a reoccurring theme in her life. You know, and I kind of got to keep her at arm's length. You know, I want that relationship, but you know, I can't. I don't want to be around that stuff. You can't though. step across a certain line yeah, for your because, own safety because, and health. Well, I mean, I stand for something different. You know, and what would that? You know what would that say? If I'm if I'm willing to just you know, it, it, I could, it's I it's my my line, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's what I believe in. You know, I still love her to death, but I can't be involved in certain things. So you've got to see certain efforts from her before you're ready to invest. Yeah. Whole yeah. hog in the effort. Right. My brother's the same way. He's in prison. He'll be he'll be in prison till. On June 2024, and it's the same way when he when he gets out, you know. What's he in for? Ah, uh, well, yeah, he's in for uh, violence. Okay, <laughs> but he, he's a is drug it, addict. I was gonna ask, is any of that drug related? Uh, you know, and I can't be around him because, you know, he was one of the ones I for one of my first used with, and so it's just like I have to draw that line. Hey, if you're gonna be on this stuff, you ain't coming to my house. You ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. If you're clean. And you're wanting to make a change, I'll help you all I can. You're back to those people, places, and things mm -hmm. again. You've just been putting titles to mm -hmm. them here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, what got you there will never get you out of there, will it? Mm -hmm. uh, if you were tied up with this and that was part of your downfall, going back to that is not going to lift you up. And you've got to, you know, step a different You've got to make direction. a change. Like I said, be proactive. You have to do something different. I mean, you can't expect doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's what they call insanity, right? That's the way the story goes. Right. Absolutely, yeah. There won't be any any change in the end. Hey, I still have friends that are in it. I, I, I still know people and this and that. I mean, I know a lot of things. You just... I just don't, don't spend the same time no, with them, do you? No. Or you don't participate in the same type no. of events. And there's places I don't go, you know. Yeah. The, like, I don't want to go there because I know what's there. Like, I'm just not doing it. You know, you get that feeling when you go there, man, I don't want to be here. Yeah, where before it's like, man, I'm going to this guy's house. Well, not anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be here. It has to be some serious reason I'll ever be there, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So... As far as what is the the next recovery goal in your life? Tomorrow? I mean, yeah, I mean, just live. That's it for me. I mean, like, I'm... Used to you existed, yeah. but now you want to live. Yeah, I'm just... You're getting to do that. It's I saw the yeah. change in your countenance a little bit ago when you started talking about things you get to do with your yeah with your kids. And I that. mean, that's just it. I'm just I'm just doing stuff like I'm just live to live for today. You know, keep yeah. keep going like and just enjoy it. 
you're a good I'm, I'm rem- there. You're a good reminder to us who just kind of take it for granted. Now you're getting to do it. And yeah. It shows the freshness and the joy it can right. bring and that we should all have. And it's, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, my, my oldest son. Um, he's well, how old now? He's 15. Okay. And uh, uh, I got to go to his band concert. He plays all kinds of musical instruments, and I got to go to that, and I was the first one. He got his uh, learner's permit, and I was the first one to, to have him in a car driving. Uh, that was a little, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, but, you know, and I was, I'm in my boys' high school registration, the next, you know, and I've been able to go to their basketball games and stuff, and it's just being involved with the kids, and it's different now. What would they say if I asked them about their dad, who he is today? How do you think they'd respond to that? I've uh, got an idea, but you tell us. Well, they're teenagers, so you know how that goes. <laughs> that depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. you're right. After a good day, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I asked them that question. What? Yeah, what kind of a response would I get? I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, I mean, <laughs> you think overall, the I'll be, I'll be, I think I'm it. all right, you know, <laughs> all right, that's, that's, <laughs> we'll go with all right. I, it? <laughs> I get it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That says a lot right there. Yeah. So what, what is it you want your kids to learn from your experiences? You know, never stay down. That's the biggest thing, you know, just things happen in life, you know, and reach out, reach out for help if you need it, you know, and don't, and don't go, don't take the wrong path. The bravest thing you can do many times is ask for help. Yeah. And it's not wrong to ask for help. You know, sometimes you got to swallow your pride a little bit. That's okay too. It's okay. It? You know, it's definitely it okay. Down. But uh, before you make, before you go down that path, the the path that, you know, leads to the bottom, reach out for help. You know, it's always going to be there. There's somebody out there, whether it's a family member, a neighbor, a pastor, a teacher, your coach. Man, I can still reflect back on words that my coaches had to say, words of encouragement that, that impacted my life. Right. And neighbors and others as well. Certainly mom and dad. But it's not the same when it comes from them versus somebody else, all right? And the other big thing would be, like, to open your mind, you know. Because a lot of us, we get stuck in our own ways and this and that. And we're we're not really, we're not open to anything. Or, like, a, a new way to get to somewhere, you know. And open your mind. And real and really just take in everything, you know, and be your own person. You know, and there's multiple ways to get one thing done, you know, and, and you know, do that, you know, don't just do, do, do this way. There's multiple ways you to get there. You don't have to follow someone else's no, journey. You, Go um, out on your own. Be yeah. an explorer. Be your own person. Yeah. yeah. Be real. Yeah. Be genuine. Yeah. Genuine in who you are. And, and that's what I do. I mean, that's what I am in my life. Everybody, everybody I know knows that. They just know that's who I am. Like, I don't keep my mouth shut. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I don't sugarcoat anything ever. You know, that's just, I, it's just how I am. Like, and that's, I think that's the only way to be. I think 
like our country nowadays, a lot of that's gone. You you can't be real anymore because stuff and stuff's going on. And you're gonna uh, hurt somebody else's uh, yeah, feelings. Yeah, you know, hurt somebody you else's have to feelings. Stuff and, your own yeah. in order to keep from hurting yeah. someone else's. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Do that, <laughs> you know. But uh, they can deal with you, or they can deal without you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's not all bad for sure. Well, I mean, when I was in addiction, a lot a lot of that is was part of wanting to be accepted. So now you're going to be, you're doing that kind of stuff. Well, I don't care if I'm accepted or not. You know, now I don't care if I'm accepted or not. So somebody offers me this stuff, well, just because I want to be your friend, I'm not doing it. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or I might just well, not be your friend. Acceptance uh, can become an addiction as well. Exactly. It can not be. as dangerous necessarily as the drug right. or as harmful to your health but it can certainly mess with your mind. Yes, with, it can. If you've got to think, well, are they going to like me or not when I do what I'm going to do? That's not what life's about. No. We don't intentionally strike out, no. but we don't have to. We don't have to change totally who we are no. in order to live life, and uh, we need that that flower garden full of different kind of flowers and mm-hmm. colors and styles and ways. And I appreciate that. And well, and then another thing is when you talk about change, we don't have to change who we are, but we have to be able to change when th- certain things pop up in our life so that it doesn't throw us for a complete loop. You know, we have to be able to take it on. Got to adjust. And adjust. That's a good word. I like that word. We have to be able to adjust to situations and, and uh cope like that's your coping mechanisms right there you know and uh once we do that man we've got it you know you got it and you can just live life that's just why i just live life man i don't want too many things get me down too much and i just just keep moving forward it sounds like you're doing that in a way that you're meeting responsibilities yeah uh, (laughs) yeah do you have someone that you hold yourself accountable to it this time. I'm gonna guess probably Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. There with he's my he's my guy. You know, he's tell the folks who Kevin is. Uh, Kevin Lawrence. Uh, he was he's man. I, I'd call him like my sponsor. I would say like a mentor. That's why I would call him. I've known Kevin for a long time. He's there at uh, the Brianna's Hope meetings in Union City. Um, he's the one that turned the leadership over to me. You know, and he was the first guy to really get a hold of me, you know, and uh, he's a really good guy as a coach, you know, and that's where I met him. I met him as as rest, uh, wrestling coach for my sons, you know. And this is at Union City the, High School in Union yeah. City, Indiana, just on the Ohio State yeah. line, literally. The state line divides the town geographically. Right. Yeah. I remember you telling a story during your last interview of Kevin reaching into his pocket. Yeah. Tell the folks that story. So uh, he reached, well, I was white knuckling at the time, and uh, he, uh, he reached into his pocket and he said, you can have anything you want, anything, anything in my pocket, you know. And, you know, I didn't have a car at the time. I didn't have a job at the time. I didn't have no money. Didn't have anything, really, you know. And... I told him cocaine, you know, like, because that would have been better than meth, I guess. I don't know, you know, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, and I told him that. And then later he left, you know, and later on 
light bulb went off. I'm like, man, <laughs> he got me. Because I was arguing with him back and forth, you know, because I'm stubborn, you know, and he's not going to let it, let it go. And he got me that right there. That flipped it. And next meeting, I was there. Yeah. You know, and that, that's where it started. All right. Let's say Kevin was here at the table with us, and he reached into his pocket. What would you want it to be today? <laughs> Hell, man, I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's that's a question. That's a question. Of, yeah, because I don't know, like a million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good place to start. I mean, that's better than what I said the last time, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Properly, I'm pretty happy with what I have. <laughs> I'm like, Kevin, keep it. You know, <laughs> that's the best answer you can. Give. I, mean, I mean, that's what I'd have to say, I think. <laughs> well, that's that's a good place to be. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm pretty happy know, with everything. We've all got some wants and wishes, a nice mm-hmm. home on Florida Beach or something. But uh, we don't ha- if we've got to have that to be happy, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah. And uh, I can assure you, folks, there's nothing wrong with the community. I've got some dear friends in Union City. It is not a sandy beach next to the waters. Okay? <laughs> it's not the vacation mecca of Indiana. It's a great place to be. Like I said, wonderful people, but there are things, reasons you could want to be elsewhere. Yeah. 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 Well, we're certainly thankful to Better Life Brand. It's hope that you've taken on the leadership there. And we hope that you'll be able to grow with that as much as the folks that you're reaching out to. We believe in what's happening there. And we believe in your story and where you're at. And this is a good witness and testimony. Addicts do recover. Addicts do change. I, you, we can be different. And that's what... Tyler's talked about here today. Tyler, any closing thoughts you want to share with folks as we get ready to sign off here? For anybody that thinks they can't do it, we can't. Like, we can do it. You just got to, you know, reach out for help. It's there for you. There's hope for anybody that has maybe a relative or a friend or, or somebody that's stuck in it. There's hope. You know, it can happen. Don't give up on them. You know, there's hope it can happen. It can happen. You know, it might take a while. You know, maybe it might. Well, they've probably been in the darkness for a while. So, what's a couple of years moving toward the light versus digging deeper into a hole? And just hope, faith. I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, and. uh, Well, that ties in with what I like to close with many times, the name of our podcast, Faith in Your Recovery. What's faith mean to you? Or what does faith in your recovery mean? Let me rephrase that. Uh, Faith in my recovery. Oh, man, I know what faith is. Faith is, you know, believing in something you don't see. You don't know, you know. And, uh, I mean, I didn't know if I was going to be able to stay sober. You know, I didn't know that. And, uh, but I just kept just hoping. Hope and faith always go together. They always go together, I think. And that was the only thing I had left to hold on to, you know, that that there would be a better day. 
I've heard it said, when faith is all you have, faith is all you need, okay? And that has obviously helped you get to this yeah. point of healing and help and recovery today. Right. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I just thank, uh, thank you guys for having me back again. This is one oh, of the man. coolest things I've ever done, <laughs> I think. Why? And, How? Explain that. I mean, I don't know. I've Just the idea of getting to share your story. That and, and just being on the radio. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's always been cool to me. Uh, it's, just, it's just one of those things. I just really like it. I like to talk and talk to somebody else and have them ask me and you know you know i just i just like the whole thing you know i like i like to communicate so it's just it's really cool awesome like when you when i said i mean i want to do that again you know i tell all my friends this is the coolest thing you you ever do taught me as fast as anyone Uh, ever had yeah i want to come back and do that it's nerve-wracking but man it's cool (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank folks please understand we here at the faith in your recovery podcast we'd appreciate a uh Get a hold of us by email, podcast at ablbh.org. And if you would like to be an interviewee, we'd like to hear from you. You get a hold of us. We'll get back to you. We'll see what we can work out. Our website is ablbh.org. Thanks once again for joining us on Faith in Your Recovery. Stay in the battle. Keep fighting. Keep the hope. Keep the faith. God bless. Amen.